booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The people have spoken. Democrats secure a 51-seat majority in the U.S. Senate with Raphael Warnock's unofficial victory in Georgia's Senate runoff. Two Trump corporations found guilty on all charges of tax fraud related to benefits for top executives. San Francisco Giants topped the current New York Yankees contract offer for Aaron Judge. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has some competition for the position of House Speaker. More trouble for actor Bill Cosby. He's facing lawsuits from five women accusing him of sexual assault. Democratic incumbent U.S. Senator Raphael Warnock defeated Republican challenger Herschel Walker in a Georgia runoff election yesterday. Voting is faith put into action. And Georgia, you have been praying with your lips and your legs. Republican hopeful and former NFL player Herschel Walker conceded the race. I want you to continue to believe in this country, believe in our elected official, and most of all, stay together. Don't let anyone separate you. Don't let anyone tell you that we can't, because I'm here to tell you we can't. The unofficial win gives Democrats control of the U.S. Senate with 51-seat majority, meaning the 118th Congress will be divided with Republicans narrowly flipping House control. Herschel was unable to overcome a slew of allegations, including that he paid for ex-girlfriend's abortions while claiming a pro-life stance. Guilty. A Manhattan jury has found two Trump organization companies, the Trump Corporation and Trump Payroll Corporation, both guilty of all charges of failing to report and pay taxes on compensation for top executives. Third-time presidential candidate Donald Trump and his family, though, were not charged in either case. Former Trump attorney Michael Cohen reacted to the verdict on MSNBC. What shocks me is that, again, Weisselberg has been less than truthful despite the potential consequences of a lengthy prison sentence. And that was part of his agreement. He fell on the sword and Donald allowed it. The Trump organization could face a maximum of $1.61 million in fines when sentenced in mid-January. The company is not at risk of being dismantled, however. A felony conviction could impact the organization's ability to do business or obtain loans or contracts. Well, the San Francisco Giants apparently mean business in their quest to sign number 99, Aaron Judge. Per John Heyman of the New York Post and the Major League Baseball Network, the Giants' current offer to the reigning American League MVP is believed to be in the range of $360 million. Heyman had initially tweeted that Judge had appeared to have signed with the Giants before retracting that statement only hours later. He spoke to KGMZFM. At this point, I can just say the tea leaves look a lot more positive than they did before for the Giants, but I... I this point, I do not. I, I would not report that obviously because I retracted it. So it was an error to go that quickly with it. ESPN's Jeff Passan reported last week the Yankees have an offer on the table worth around three hundred million dollars over eight years, but they could up the ante. 
It's been expected the Giants would be New York's main competition to sign Judge. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, the Republican out of California, has some competition for the position of Speaker of the House. Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona, the former chair of the right-wing Freedom Caucus, on Tuesday announced that he is running against McCarthy. Biggs' candidacy gives McCarthy detractors a candidate to rally around. Biggs talked about McCarthy on Newsmax last week. We want somebody who not only does will do that, but will have, have a proactive agenda going forward, has a strategy on how we're going to defeat Biden as much as possible. As someone who is going to rally the troops on all sides of our conference and and get this thing done. And um, I just don't think Kevin's going to be able to get there. The House votes for Speaker on January 3rd, 2023. McCarthy needs majority support. Biggs announced his candidacy in an op-ed for the conservative Daily Caller urging colleagues to break the establishment. More legal problems for actor Bill Cosby. Five women now longtime sexual misconduct accusers of Cosby have filed the latest lawsuit against the 85-year-old comedian. It also names NBC Universal, a studio and a production company, as being allegedly complicit in the abuse. The lawsuit comes more than a year after Cosby left prison following his 2018 sexual assault conviction in Pennsylvania was overturned. Earlier this year, an L.A. County jury awarded $500,000 to a woman who said Cosby sexually abused her at the Playboy Mansion when she was a teenager in 1975. Survivor Lily Bernard reacted to the verdict back in June. Bill Cosby, though his conviction was overturned, you cannot change the fact that a jury of his peers, after listening to all the evidence, all the witnesses found him guilty of sexual assault. The lawsuit was filed Monday under New York's one-year window for adults to file sexual abuse complaints. The two University of Idaho roommates who survived a mysterious and still unsolved quadruple homicide in their off-campus housing are speaking out now for the first time, ABC News reported. Dylan Mortensen, one of the surviving roommates, wrote a statement which was read by a pastor at a memorial service over the weekend. They all lit up any room they walked into and were gifts to this world. I wish every day that I could give them all one last hug and say how much I love them. The two surviving roommates, who police said are not suspects, likely slept through the attacks. According to authorities, they were on the ground floor while the four students killed were on the second and third floors. Roommates 21-year-old Kelly Goncalves and 21-year-old Madison Mogan and Zena Kernodal, age 20, as well as Kernodal's boyfriend, Ethan Chapin, age 20, as well, were stabbed to death in the girls' off-campus housing during the early hours of November 13th. The FBI is involved in that investigation. U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky on Tuesday said anybody who suggests the U.S. Constitution could be suspended would have a very hard time being sworn in as president of the United States. McConnell's comments appear directed at former President Donald Trump, who recently called for the termination of parts of the Constitution. First, let me just say that uh, anyone seeking the presidency who thinks that the Constitution (coughs) could somehow be suspended or not followed, it seems to me, would have a very hard time being sworn in. Uh, as president of the United States. 
So uh, Trump's comments uh, followed reports that executives at Twitter worked to suppress information about Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop before the 2020 presidential election. McConnell's comments came a day after many Senate Republicans condemned Trump for suggesting the Constitution should be suspended to either rerun the 2020 presidential race or declare him the winner over President Biden. There's more fallout about Trump's comments about the Constitution. A former National Security Advisor John Bolton said on Monday he was considering a run for president. Bolton said he was motivated to stop some of the things Trump has done to the party following the suggestion by his former boss on Saturday to allow termination of the Constitution. Bolton on NBC. I'd like to see Sherman-esque statements from all the potential candidates. If I don't see that, then I'm going to seriously consider getting in. We've already got one declared candidate for president in the Republican Party who doesn't believe in the Constitution. This is serious business. Bolton didn't give an exact timeline, though, on just when he might officially announce a campaign for president, but said it might be earlier than some would think. So far, Trump is the only major Republican candidate to have officially declared his candidacy for 2024. Formal charges have been announced against the suspected gunman in the deadly Colorado Springs LGBTQ nightclub shooting that left five people dead last month. Anderson Lee Aldrich is formally charged with 305 counts, including first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, assault, and bias-motivated crimes. He appeared in person during a court hearing yesterday in El Paso County District Court where prosecutors filed those charges. El Paso County DA is Michael Allen. This case is going to be continue to be um, investigated for quite some time, I would suspect. Uh, I should also say in relation to that, that it's it's somewhat likely that we will amend charges to add uh, or maybe even subtract, depending on as we identify potentially more victims in this case. Aldrich did not address the court during yesterday's hearing. These formal charges include 10 counts of first-degree murder, more than 70 counts of attempted first-degree murder, 48 counts of bias-motivated crimes, otherwise known as hate crimes, and dozens of counts of first-degree assault, according to the Colorado Prosecutor's Office. Well, warnings for parents about the social media platform TikTok. The director of national intelligence, Avril Haines, is warning parents about risks to their kids' data privacy on TikTok, which is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance. During an interview with NBC's Andrea Mitchell at the Reagan National Defense Forum, Haines said it is extraordinary how adept the Chinese government is at collecting foreign data. It's extraordinary the degree to which China in particular, but they're not the only ones, obviously, are you know, developing just frameworks for collecting foreign data and pulling it in and uh, and their capacity to then turn that around and use it to target audiences for information campaigns or for other things. TikTok is one of the most popular social media platforms in the U.S. with tens of millions of users. Last month, the Federal Communications Commission member Brendan Carr called for TikTok to be banned saying it was impossible to say with confidence that personal data was not ending up in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Carl was appointed to the FCC by former President Trump, who threatened to ban the app in 2020 if ByteDance didn't sell it to an American company. The Biden administration currently is in talks with TikTok to address national security concerns without a complete restructure, according to The New York Times. 
Drones struck inside Russia's border with Ukraine Tuesday in the second day of attacks, exposing the vulnerability of some of Moscow's most important military sites. Ukrainian officials, though, did not formally confirm carrying out drone strikes inside of Russia. Igor Konashenkov is a spokesperson for the Russian Defense Ministry. From the falling and explosion of the debris on Russian airfields by the jet drones, the body cladding of two aircraft was slightly damaged. Three Russian military technical personnel who were at the airfield were killed. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Time for Justin Ellick and sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Uh, most of the action last night locally on the ice, so we begin there. Devils, they keep on winning. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks 3 to nothing at home. Dougie Hamilton, he was a star in this one, registering his first three-point game in nearly three years with two assists in this first period goal to get the Devs rolling. Brendan Smith's pass is broken up. Eric Halla holds it momentarily at the boards. Hughes circles back to center to recover as Chicago tries to make a change. Hughes dancing through four. Hughes still has it on his stick. Finds oh. it. He's That call courtesy of MSG, Nico Heischer and Jesper Brad are responsible for the other two New Jersey tallies as the Devils head into an off day today, toting a league-best 21-4-1 record. Elsewhere on the ice, it was the Islanders falling 7-4 at home to the St. Louis Blues to drop their third contest in their last four. The Isles certainly found the back of the net enough to pull this one out, but a third-period four-goal onslaught by the Blues brought New York to their knees for good. They'll be off today as well before getting ready to meet the aforementioned Devils this Friday in New Jersey. And on the hardwood, no action last night, but the Knicks will be back at the Garden tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. That tip-off is set for 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. As for the Nets, they'll be at home tonight as well, set to go up against the Charlotte Hornets, also at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And a quick update from the winter meetings, uh, MLB-related. No news yet on Aaron Judge, though we did flirt with some news yesterday, courtesy of New York Post's John Heyman, who jumped the gun, he said, Deb. He jumped the gun on the news. So uh, nothing yet from Aaron Judge. But they, he did flirt with a trip to San Francisco yesterday. So, yes. Yeah, so he's still a New York Yankee as of this morning, officially. Yeah, but let's not jinx anything now. And uh, also the Mets, they lost uh, one of their arms, Taiwan Walker to a uh, division rival in the Philadelphia Phillies yesterday. So all that happening, uh, MLB winter meetings continue today. All right. Well, stay tuned. Here's Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Wall Street stock sell-off extended yesterday. The Dow Jones Industrials down another 350 points. The S&P now riding a four-day losing streak. Investors fear the Fed's rate hike campaign will tip the economy into recession. Netflix forecasts revenue to recover in 2023 after launching the five most-watched shows in Netflix history. Massive subscriber losses in the first two quarters hurt the stock, now down 48%. Apple pushing back its ambitious rollout of self-driving cars. The company now says 2026 is a reasonable launch date as opposed to early 2025. Apple's new concept will be less autonomous, including a steering wheel and pedals. Apple stock down more than 2% after the announcement. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
Looking at futures, the Dow down 37 points, 0.12 percent at 33,593. The S&P has fallen eight and a quarter. The Nasdaq down 38 and a quarter points. Gold is uh, up $2.40 an ounce at $1,784.84. Crude oil down $1.39 a barrel at $72.86. The WABC Early News. Yeah, we're Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. Accused subway shooter Frank James claims he was just another passenger on the subway train during an attack back in April that left 10 people with bullet wounds. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz reports. New documents released show that this was his response to FBI agents questioning him following his arrest the day after the subway shooting. James is trying to get the trial moved out of the state with his defense claiming he won't get a fair trial because of the media coverage. James is facing charges of committing a terrorist attack on a mass transit system. His trial is set to start February 27th. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. A suspect is now charged with a hate crime and a BB gun shooting of a father and his young seven-year-old son. This happened outside of a kosher supermarket on Staten Island. 25-year-old Jason Kish now charged with hate crime as an assault, acting in a manner injurious to a child under 17 and reckless endangerment and misdemeanor assault. A resident's ring doorbell footage helped lead to this arrest of Kish. Meanwhile, overall hate crimes are up some 70 percent in New York City, due in part to a 125 percent rise in anti-Semitic crimes from November of this year to November of last year, according to the NYPD, as well as those new figures show a jump of 500 percent in anti-black crimes. Scott Richmond is the executive director of the Anti-Defamation League of New York and New Jersey, and he spoke to PIX11. This is really sick is what it is. We have a lot of people speaking out, a lot of allies, uh, which feels great. I do hope that we'll see these numbers begin to decrease as uh, as more and more people say this is unacceptable. The NYPD also investigating a shooting of four people outside of the Bronx Gourmet Deli on East 180th Street and Daly Avenue just before six last night. Three victims were shot in the leg, including a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old. A 17-year-old was shot in the buttocks and a 60-year-old man was grazed in the face. They're all expected to be okay. Police say two of three men approached and fired at the group and then fled the location. So far, no arrests. The suspect in three shootings in Manhattan and Brooklyn is undergoing a psychiatric evaluation. Two of those three shootings were fatal. Here's 77 WABC's Alex Barnard. Authorities say 28-year-old Sundance Oliver turned himself into police Tuesday morning and was taken to the hospital after having an episode inside the precinct. Here's NYPD Chief of Detectives James Essig. At this point in the investigation, we know that both homicide victims are known to our perpetrator, but the motive is not yet known at this time as to why he killed them, and the investigation continues. Cops allege Oliver robbed a woman in Crown Heights Monday morning and then shot at her, but instead hit a man in a wheelchair. He then shot and killed a man in Lower Manhattan and also killed a 17-year-old girl in Brooklyn. I'm Alex Barnard for the 77 WABC Early News. A school board in Farmington, Connecticut has reversed course. They plan to add back two Jewish holidays as days off for the 2023-2024 school year calendar. 
More than 1,300 people signed a petition calling for the change, adding Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur back to the calendar, but not adding Diwali, one of the most important holidays in Hinduism. The push continues to add Diwali, though, the Festival of Lights, which is important to an increasing part of that community. Some parents spoke to NBC New York. The kids come home asking, Mommy, we have all these other holidays for Easter and Christmas and we love it. How about Diwali? It is a work in progress and I'm hopeful. And in Farmington, those of Asian Indian descent soared from 1,196 in 2015 to 2,149 just five years later, according to U.S. Census estimates. A meeting to talk about future school calendars is planned for January. Sad news regarding New York City's premier comedy club, 77 WABC's Bob Brown has a story. A statement from founder and owner Caroline Hurst says after 30 wonderful years at our location in Times Square, we have decided not to renew our lease. Our final shows will be on December 31st. We will also continue to grow the New York Comedy Festival throughout the city and country. So I'm glad there's none of those, you know. Worse was Nehru suits. Caroline's hosted some of the biggest names in show business, such as Jerry Seinfeld, Billy Crystal, and Robin Williams. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. A federal judge on Monday threw out three counts, including bribery and fraud against former New York Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin. But he's not off the hook yet. Benjamin still faces other charges related to an alleged bribery scheme. Well, a state senator for allegedly taking campaign contributions from a real estate developer, then allegedly allocating $50,000 to the developer's nonprofit organizations. The judge said the indictment fails to allege an explicit quid pro quo. Attorney John Elmore spoke to New York One. That means... A deal has to be made up front. You make me a, a campaign contribution of X amount of dollars. In exchange for that, I will use my influence as a politician to give you a benefit. The former lieutenant governor who resigned shortly following the indictment still faces two other charges for falsification of records. Benjamin's arrest forced his resignation as Kathy Hochul's lieutenant governor. Well, inflation is even affecting your Christmas tree. A survey found growers have increased their prices by between 5 and as much as 20%, rising labor costs, things like costs for fertilizers, in part blamed. Jill Sidebottom with the National Christmas Tree Association told ABC7 what wholesalers are up against. Price of fuel, um, and that in turn affects fertilizer prices and other the cost of other things that they use to um, produce the crop and to harvest their crop. The man who coined the phrase, if you see something, say something, in the aftermath of 9-11 has passed away. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has a story. 77-year-old Alan Kay, an advertising executive who lived in New Jersey, died at his home a week ago. Kay wrote the six-word slogan after the September 11th attack on the World Trade Center. He told the New York Times he was proud of what the slogan has done. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. If you miss the Top 5 at 5 and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.